Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for Next Gen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the club. This is Jim Weidman, and I am really excited about this very special uh, The Club Leadership Podcast episode because back in the house with me for another month is Corey Ray Jones. Corey Jones, it is good to have you. It is good to be here. Thank it you, It is. It is just so neat. And uh, Corey was listening to the Holy Spirit. Uh, I uh, had another coach all lined up to come, and one day Corey called and said, hey, I'm available if you need me. And I just uh, said, well, the Lord must be doing something. And so I said, Corey, come help me. And uh, the next thing we know, the coach that was lined up, his grandfather passed away. And the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, had me a helper right here and took care of us. And so, Corey, I am so glad that you obeyed the Spirit and you came over to help me with this Infuse Retreat this month. It's amazing what happens when you follow that Spirit. That is that is the truth. And a lot of people don't realize that we have a helper that helps us. And uh, he's available to everybody in ministry. But sometimes I guess we know too much. I don't know. <laughs> but it's uh, great to have you. Corey is the lead children's pastor at... Southern Hills Southern Church. Hills Christian Church in Carrollton, Georgia. That's yes, exactly right. And uh, you can get him on the social medias at Corey with an E, C-O-R-E-Y, uh, R-A-Y, Ray Jones. And uh, on Instagram. All of them. All of them. The Twitters? Even on the Twitters. Even on the Twitters. <laughs> and so there we go. It's kind of fun. And so I'm excited because this month we're going to be talking about on this episode helping volunteers feel like family. And uh, everybody says they, you know, they're, they're volunteers. We're family here at the church. You know, that's one of our little logos and things that we try to say. Uh, but, you know, it's another thing pulling it off. And so, Corey, you just got through with a great churchwide volunteer event, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, and what's the name of this again? It is the Voskers. The Voskers, Volunteer Oscars. That's right. Yeah, tell me a little bit about what y'all do, and uh, this is something that your church does churchwide, and they do it annually, and everybody looks forward to it. Why do you think they look forward to it? We try to honor them, and we strive for excellence throughout the whole program. All right, so what all do you do at this Voskers? Well, it starts off, actually, this is the one event our church comes to on time. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. And, uh, yeah, because people don't do that to service, do they? No, no. No, no. So they get there early, ready to go, and we have a lot of different creative things that take place during the night. We have an opening monologue by a host. And, oh, man. Um, it's one of our staff members. We rotate through them. So you just rip off the Oscars. We rip it. Completely. Just rip it off. Yeah, it's better. All right, does everybody dress up? Um, some years we do do that. This past year we said come casual. Now I know a lot of people do like a red carpet event and mm-hmm. have people lined up to, you know, be paparazzi and just take flash pictures of them um, and all that. Although I don't know where they get those flash pictures <laughs> these days, but they do it. I guess. I guess. I don't know. You know, I guess that's just another way to flash your friends at church. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh, so, uh, I know a lot of people do those kind of things. And Now, do you offer pictures of them? Um, we set up a photo booth at the okay. event, okay. and we have a photographer there and a lot of props. And oh, man. We make it fun. 
post those social now, media. Now, the actual awards are like chickens. It is a golden chicken statue. A golden chicken statue. Now, where does one get golden chicken statues? Well, we get chickens and then do a lot of work to make them shine. And so okay, um, we get them from Hobby Lobby. There you go. <laughs> what, what would we do? I think now that Radio Shack has gone out of business, now the church depends on Hobby Lobby. Mm. Yeah. Now, the reason we do the golden chickens as a trophy is our church backs right up to a chicken farm. Oh, man. And so every blue Only moon, in Georgia. Only in Georgia. <laughs> that, that smell comes through, and everyone knows that we're by that chicken farm. Yes, yes. Well, that's great. Now, you told me uh, earlier when we were talking, uh, you were telling me you sp- send out special invitations, mm-hmm. kind of like a wedding. It's got the, the envelope within an envelope kind of thing, and uh, you really... Uh, do that, you know, like a wedding or something big. So it's just not your average yeah. postcard or email blast. Or, we want or them something. from the very start to know that they're walking into something that's going to be good. That's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I believe with all my heart that one of the things that, um, you know, our, our three most important jobs as ministers is, uh, you know, feeding, feed the Feed the flock that is under your care, serving as an overseer. Mm. So our three most important jobs are we're in charge of feeding, we're in charge of caring for folks, and we're also in charge of the oversight. And sometimes we're so busy caring for kids and caring for families that we forget that just letting our workers know that we care on a uh, regular basis, not only just with past pastoral you know if grandma dies mm-hmm. you know we're going to show up and be there or if uncle louie is sick and uh we know that we're going to uh, make sure they you know know that we care for their family but just saying thank you on a regular basis as well as doing special things um i think is important now what else do you do like like everybody goes home with some sort of prize or something? Yeah, we give them some form of a treat or whatnot. We give chocolate-covered um, coffee beans and oh, some yeah. special lava soap this year. Um, we lava are Hawaiian-themed. And we also um, will give away some different things like mugs and stuff like that. That's cool. Yep. So that's good. So you do an annual event, and I've done annual events as well. Uh, I think that doing something that people look forward to mm-hmm. – uh, is is a big thing because if you just do the same old thing all the time and you don't change it, one of the things that I've picked up on you saying is there's a different theme every year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little different where they don't really know what's going to happen every year. Oh, no. And you have that excitement. And it's also I think it's cool because you do it church-wide. Mm-hmm. It's not just the children's folks in the back somewhere, but – you come together with every single volunteer and every department and every ministry, uh, especially the senior leader, is uh, celebrating all the volunteers, and I just think that's great. That's right. We Each of our staff use their gifts for this event, and so our music leaders will write songs to specific ministries, oh highlighting those people serving and some maybe things that happened throughout that year. And our lead pastor does talk at the end, um, talking about our year and honoring those who served and looking forward to the future. That's great. Now, um, not only do you do this event, but, uh, uh, you know, I've found just another way uh, to make people feel like family is, uh, 
this might sound really crazy, but uh, make time every week to talk to volunteers. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't teach at every class and, uh, you know, uh, I have some time to walk around and touch people because uh, people need to know that you care and mm -hmm. just talking to people and finding out what's going in their going on in their life, finding out if there's something you need to follow up with them about and make a note about that and follow up. But uh, I think it's important that you develop a relationship with every volunteer. If you're going to uh, help people to feel like family, I mean, you know, when, when people don't talk as a family, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a problem. And I think that with our volunteers, sometimes we're so busy on Sunday going through the work of the ministry that we don't walk slowly through the church and remember we could not do what we do without the volunteers that help us every week. And just that whole loving on them. Uh, Corey and I was uh, went for coffee after lunch today, and uh, there's a brand-new coffee shop that opened up, and pretty much everybody I knew um, – from my old church came to that coffee shop. And uh, I think it was evident that I had a relationship with every one of those people. That's true. And every one of them were folks that served in my department. And, uh, you know, not only did I try to prove to them that they were special, they were family, I loved them when I worked there, but even after I worked there, uh, I want to make sure that they know that they are important to me. And it was obvious they shared with you real life stuff that was happening. They yeah. knew that you cared. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about. And that whole praying and checking on things. And uh, I know I made a note to, uh, I, I recommended a lawyer to one of the girl's uh, husband. And uh, I'm going to text my lawyer friend. I've got a note to text him to see if he called. Uh, I'm also going to, uh, text her later to find out if she was able to get through to the lawyer so I can mm -hmm. make sure that happens. And I think that just doing those kind of things with our, our volunteers and our family, uh, that's always the right starting place. You might not have the budget for, you know, golden chickens uh, <laughs> or, you know, some sort of uh, huge special event, but you can let people know that you care. Earlier we were talking about this. And uh, you even talked about a way to help uh, volunteers feel loved and cared for was how quick you respond to them. And share a little bit about that. It's true. Um, volunteers are one of my priorities. And so when someone texts me, if I see that message and I can respond, I respond as soon as I can. Right. I also... Sometimes you need a response, hey... I'm tied up right now. <laughs> yep. I'll get back to you. I'll get back with you. Or email. Um, I know a lot of children's pastors have a hard time slaying that email beast. But if you're living by your priorities and volunteers yeah. are up there, then that needs to be a priority that you're living out, replying to those messages. Yeah, and they noticed that. You were talking about that a minute ago. That's true. They know whether or not you care um, by the promptness of those messages. Now, have you actually had people comment on that to you? Um, I have that I'm very quick with my email. Yeah. Um, I, I don't do the push notifications on yeah. my email, yeah. but I do check it throughout the day and I reply, especially if my pastor sends me something, he's getting a response right That's away. That's a top priority. My That's... wife, if uh, any of my volunteers and then families, it trickles down. 
Yeah, you know, going back to priorities, we always talk about, you know, Jesus, our, you know, our walk with him is first, our spouse and family is mm-hmm. two, um, our leader is three uh, that we represent. But then that level of leadership directly under you and those volunteers, uh, you know, that's my fourth priority. Uh, you know, as I look at my ministry, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that I have learned over the years is uh, the larger your ministry, the more time you're going to spend in leadership development. And you've got to spend time. Uh, you know, when we look at the story of Jesus, uh, there was really more going on behind the scenes that Jesus was putting into the disciples than we see even through the public ministry. And so I think that response to volunteers is so important. And it's something that sometimes we're so busy checking things off our checklist and just trying to get ready for Sunday that uh, we forget how we treat those volunteers and how we honor them uh, is so important. Uh, We were talking beforehand and uh, there's one of the girls that's coming on the, uh, the Infuse retreat that we were talking in that little post about how to honor volunteers. And uh, I thought this was just amazing. She said that uh, she asked for their favorite drinks. Candy and, bar. Yeah, and yeah. their favorite candy bar as well. And she keeps up with that. And she'll just have, you know, these r- random, you know, Jones sodas or <laughs> handmade root beers or or some things on a regular basis. And then, uh, you know, she'll have a candy bar with their name on it, that that's their special time. And she says they really forget on the app that they, you know, wrote down, you know, what their favorite candy bar or what their favorite color. And if she gives out a T-shirt, she tries to give them one in their favorite color. And, uh, you know, those kind of details really let people know, you know, I'm not just a number or a notch uh, on, you know, the, the workforce here at the church. But, uh, you know, when, when my mom, when we, uh, I just got back from my mom's house last weekend and, um, you know, when somebody comes to her house in our family, um, she remembers what they like. Now, the bad thing is, uh, my girls are grown and they said, if they knew their grandmother was going to have the things they liked when they were eight and 10, uh, you know, uh, the rest of their life, they might not have made a big deal about it. Cause you know, she, because, you know, Whitney liked coffee cake when she was, uh, nine Sarah Lee coffee cake. Every time she comes to my mom's house, there's a Sarah Lee coffee cake. And, you know, for family, we go out of our way to, the drinks that they like to drink, the candy bar that they like, their favorite color, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. We do that for family all the time. But this whole idea of thinking as volunteers like family mean that uh, you have to, um, you know, go out of your way to say, I was thinking about you. And because of that, it helps people uh, to go the extra mile and, and, um, also, uh, to put their best into serving and helping you as a volunteer. What are some other things that you do to help volunteers feel like family? Um, I think especially with those big events in their life, being there and honoring them um, on their birthdays and anniversaries, yeah. remembering those, it matters. 
Yeah, one of the things I've said for years is, you know, the three favorite days in any kid's life is their birthday, Christmas, and any time they're out of school. And uh, I have found with adults, uh, their birthday, their anniversary, and any time they're off from work. So mm -hmm. I try to make a big deal out of those. And, again, if your insurance agent can remember your birthday, uh, you know, I think we in ministry ought to get on top of that and help people. Uh, you know, something that um, – I really got years ago from Ryan Frank, I start every Monday writing handwritten notes to people that I saw doing great things. And I think that not just doing those routine things that I do every Monday, but sitting down a couple of times a year and just writing something from my heart to volunteers always makes a difference. You know, I don't know anyone, regardless of age, that doesn't like mail uh, that's not a bill. And, uh, you know, rocking it old school, getting you some thank you notes or just some cards and writing something from your heart. It doesn't have to be long, but sending that out is a huge, huge difference maker. And, and you can see it every time you visit their house. Those yeah. are on the fridge. Yeah. It matters. Those are the things that don't get thrown in the garbage. That's the, true. The uh, form letters do, uh, the newsletters, uh, yeah. all those different things. But uh, the things that you write from your heart and send from your heart, that's a big deal. And uh, I think it's important. Now, I know that every church I've ever worked at, everybody's love language was food. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, you know, it's somewhere in the Bible. I've got to keep looking, but I know it's in there. You know, if you feed them, they will come. But also, if you feed them and they don't know it, uh, they get really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, bagels, donuts, uh, having birthday cakes for workers that you celebrate during the VIP, and everybody gets to eat those things. And you know, cupcakes <laughs> are the end thing right now. I never thought people would go nuts over cupcakes, but especially the foo-foo ones, yeah. And especially looking at holidays, all those different holidays just lend themselves so easy to yeah. preparing some little snack. And it doesn't even have to be you preparing it. You can ask yeah. a parent to bring something. You in. know, also just, uh, you know, going through the whole thing of just Super Bowl, you mm -hmm. know, and January, um, New Year's, Super Bowl, um, we have Valentine's, um, you know, spring break is uh, uh one of those things that you can just celebrate spring break for the workers that didn't go to Florida, <laughs> uh, that showed up and, um, you know, do something special for them. You know, one of the things that was really crazy at world outreach is we put a lanyard around all the workers neck that had their little name badge and they loved those little pins, those little half inch pins, mm. round pins that the you blade. make. And other kind of buttons, you know, kind of like the Disney thing. And they called it lanyard bling. Mm -hmm. And we'd give them one for working Easter. We'd give them one for doing something special. We'd give them one for serving that year, whatever the theme of our recruitment year was. And uh, it wasn't a lot of money. And, man, it was crazy how people, uh, they just wanted more buttons than the That's next true. guy. I visited there, and I've yeah. seen they wear them proud. That lanyard bling, buddy, it was it was unreal. And, uh, you know, the other thing, um, now this sounds crazy, but one of the things that I did for my workers uh, there at World Outreach, 
all the women were always telling me how cold they were at church. And so I made a long sleeve T-shirt worker option hmm. as well as some hoodies. And so I had, you know, for the, for the normally cold, they could get a long sleeve T-shirt. For those that, you know, freezing in 105-degree weather, um, you know, then there was a hoodie. And uh, it was just unreal the, the way that they said, thank you for noticing mm-hmm. that we're cold when we come to church. Now, my theory is that men control the thermostats at church, and that's why the air is always on. But, um, again, the things that we notice and celebrate with people uh, are just huge. Now, what are some other things that you do uh, for your volunteers? I think a big one for me and a, a difference that I've seen in my ministry, like with my family, when dad comes to visit, I'm ready for dad to visit. I have the house clean. Um, I set a towel aside for him to take his shower with and I'm ready. And in my ministry, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm not yeah. running around Sunday morning trying to find paper. It's set up and ready. Yeah. And I think that that uh, speaks loads to volunteers uh, that, you know, you're not running around like a chicken with your mm-hmm. head cut off, that everything's set up. You're there to serve them. Uh, I know uh, when I was at Church on the Move, we had this resource library and, um, that's where everybody came and picked out the stuff they wanted. And I had people to come early and just fill their orders. They could just call on the telephone, leave it on the voicemail. We had their carts already loaded with all the supplies and snacks and everything that they needed. And, you know, also they had an option to request that the cart be delivered. And that was one of the things that I had teenagers do is uh, just deliver those preschool supply carts to different preschool rooms to honor those workers to let them know, hey, if you're running late, we can bring the stuff down to you. Just give us a call or text. And so I think that uh, everything that we can do that helps the people that serve us, that we can serve them, Mm -hmm. is a huge difference maker. It's true. And And it's kind of sad. I've had some new volunteers that join my team and they're like, you mean I don't have to go find animal crackers? I'm like, no, we got you covered. Yeah. And that's, and that's so crazy. Uh, I know I was uh, doing something for kids men Academy the other day and, uh, people were talking about, you know, having to get all their own stuff and how do you do with reimbursements? And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, we don't do reimbursements. We take care of everything that the workers need ahead of time to serve them so that, you know, they can spend that time preparing and praying and don't have to run to Walmart and do all those things. We do that for our volunteers to serve them. And I think that that is so important that uh, when they come, the coloring pages, any kind of craft things that are needed it's all ready it's all prepared the snacks are there and uh, i think looking for ways uh you know i've said this in my book volunteers that stick but when you take better care of your volunteers than any other department in your church then you're going to have a line of people that want to serve and help you in your church and it's just looking for ways to make their experience better And that's really, uh, you know, and I found that another thing is, uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot in Infuse, but uh, when I was younger, there was a huge difference between Burger King and McDonald's. 
And it wasn't just that one was fried and the other was flame broiled. Uh, <laughs> but it was the fact that one really got upset if you ordered something special. And that mm-hmm. was McDonald's. And Burger King came out with a whole ad uh, campaign that said, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. And I think that how we treat volunteers, uh, so many times uh, it's Sunday, we know it, you're in big event mode, the devil always uh, has you and your wife pick a fight with each other on the way to church. And, you know, so many times we show up and we take it out on volunteers rather than uh, late requests and special orders and uh, those kind of things uh, we just listen to. Another thing that I think about with family is, um, you know, uh, I just helped my daughter Whitney with her taxes the other day, and we were kind of in big event mode getting ready for the infuser treat, and Julie said, ah, you better call Dad. I don't know if he'll have time to do that uh, with you. And uh, she said, oh, he'll have time. Mm-hmm. And she called me, and I said, well, sure, baby. Just come over at this time. And we got we got on the app um, there at the TurboTax, and it <laughs> didn't take a rocket scientist, thank God. Uh, but I was able to just answer the questions on the app with her and go over that and show her how to do it. And, uh, you know, she knew because she was a priority in my life and she was family mm-hmm. that I'd make time for. And that making time. Uh, you know, when you sense uh, that volunteer says, hey, Corey, do you have a minute? And really you don't, but you make it because they're family. Yeah. And I think that that speaks loud to volunteers. They know you care. Yeah, and that and that's it. What else you got over there on your little list? Well, one of the things that I like to do is uh, my wife and I go to coffee shops all the time. Yeah. And so we will invite Yes, and thank people. you for the beans that you brought me. <laughs> We'll shoot people a text um, sometimes last minute and just say, hey, we're here from this time to this time. Stop by. I'll give you a coffee. Um, and there's some volunteers that stop by, grab a coffee, leave. And yeah. that's, they feel appreciated. Other people stop by, stay the whole time and hang out. And we're cool with that. And so we'll do little things like that where we say we're doing this. Come hang out. or We're going for a walk if you want to join us. Oh, um, man. and That's a good idea. <laughs> going for a walk. It's nice. Going out. for a walk. Yeah. Um, but we, we try to have them over to our house on a regular basis, make them feel yeah, like that family. Is, that is huge. And, uh, I guess because I worked at a church in a college town, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all my college, the folks that I, I was overseeing everything birth through college. And so all my college small group leaders were young adults mm-hmm. and, uh, what they really wanted more than anything, uh, is when we had a, if I had a leaders meeting over at my house and we had home cooking, everyone, those young adults, Bob, they, they didn't want it catered. They wanted some home cooking because that's what they missed at mama's house. And, uh, you know, just going that extra mile to say, Hey, we love you. And having people, you know, having people over at your house and workers over at your house and, um, you know, doing, the things is just huge. Yeah. And every volunteer is different. And so yeah. some of my volunteers, if I give a high school or a $5 gift card to a coffee shop, he's in cloud nine. If I give that to a mom, she's like, okay, thanks. But if yeah. I spend some time with her and listen to what we can do to improve, that means the world of difference. Yeah. Frank Bueller taught me that. And it's one that really stuck with me. Yeah. 
Frank's a great guy. We got to get him on the club podcast. So. I would love it. I'd listen. Yeah, to Frank, it. if you're listening, Bub, I need you. There All you right, go. There you go. <laughs> That's the one way to do it. What else you got there, Corey Ray Jones? Oh boy, um, is the list running out? Well, it's there's still some. I do a lot of training, and some of it will be verbal instruction that I send a quick video to, and I'll send a text message here or there. Um, and I, I think you know uh, a great way to, um, and we talked about this. You know, I think with our family, sometimes it doesn't have to be like really long it just needs to be regular and i think that i know with my girls they appreciated spending time with me on a regular basis and i think with volunteers one of the things that i've tried to do is just be consistent in my care my communication to them um you know again uh people are gonna miss (laughs) you know they're gonna miss your meetings Mm -hmm. and rather than get mad at them um, you know, have options. Yep. Uh, there might be a video, there might be an audio, mm-hmm. um, you know, there might be, uh, a second time. One of the things that we really did to help our, uh, families because they're busy. I mean, they really are busy is every important meeting we had two times or multiple times for them to attend. If a Sunday afternoon was better or a night of the week was better, we offered both options. Uh, also, just having that on-demand option. Uh, is My volunteers a, love that. Yeah. And uh, what is the average age of the volunteers that you have? Oh, man. Um, I I would say I have a lot of high school students, and so that would probably throw my average off. But I, I have a lot of families that their kids are in that ministry age. And so... Yeah. Would you um, say like 30-ish? Yeah, 35 probably. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, again, um, the church that I'm helping in Oklahoma right now is a rural church Mm -hmm. and not everybody in my church is able to get internet Mm, and, uh, or if it's, you know, uh, like my cabin is so far out in the woods that I'm getting it off a satellite. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, I've talked to you about, you know, that meters running, how much, (laughs) how many gigabytes that I can use. And I basically use the whole month's worth and the week that I'm there. And uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but it's one of those things that sometimes that's not an option. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we we will still, you know, send out postcards, you know, do some things that uh, communicate to them. Uh, it's funny. Um, you know, a lot of people have email at work, so they check things at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, they can't watch videos at work because they have to work. But, uh, you know, again, we keep it real short for those that have limited access. to. Yeah, my average video that I send to my volunteers is seven minutes. Okay. And they seem to enjoy it for the most part. That's good. All right. Um, anything else you got as we talk about making? Uh, I, you know, I think that, that uh, one of the things that I know is important at our church is every child and every volunteer, we look for ways to celebrate them. Um, you know, if kids win an award in Boy Scouts or something that way, we make a real big deal in the sanctuary. But I also uh, want to help my volunteers win 
by giving them information Mm -hmm. of things that they can celebrate in their class with kids. And I think that looking for ways to make volunteers win uh, is, is just so important. Uh, And, and so again, uh, I, I think that celebrating on a regular basis sometimes um, can, you know, just just out of the blue, um, you know, have uh, a chair massage person mm. in one of the departments. And then the next week, you know, maybe they were in the nursery uh, giving massages to uh, uh, the nursery workers. The next week we might do pre- preschool and just do the whole month just celebrate right, rather than having just a big event, but do it by department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done that before. Uh, I've also, you know, chocolate fountains aren't real expensive. You can buy those at Sam's. You can also rent them from mm-hmm. the rental places. And uh, uh, people just, you know, it's amazing if you set up a buffet of stuff you can dip in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got your pretzels, you got your fruit, Oreos, yeah, Oreos, Oreos, all those different things. And, you know, people just love that. And so uh, that random support, now this was a few years ago, but uh, I let all my workers know that I was having three shoeshine people show up at church and I had them bring any dress shoes or shoes that they wanted shining and they could either sit in the chair and get their shoes uh, shined or they could just drop them off. And after they served or after they went to church, they could pick up their, their shoes. And that's not at your current church because you'd be saying no, boots. No, it'd all be boots, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, again, manliness at my new church is a little poop on your boots there. So <laughs> it's uh, one of those things. But, uh, again, I think the, the key is putting it on our radar to be deliberate, mm-hmm. to uh, just celebrate and treat uh, our volunteers like family, uh, crying with them, praying with them, rejoicing with them, doing life together. And uh, that's one of the things that, um, you know, I've always loved. In our little town uh, here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, there is a restaurant called Demas, and they have this magic soup. And it's kind of like a chicken noodle soup. And uh, you can um, get it to go in these uh, to-go containers. And uh, when you find out some one of your volunteers is just sick or, or not feeling well or mm-hmm. something, I found just picking up some of that Demas chicken soup and taking it to them uh, just you know, blows them away that you would stop what you're doing to try to uh, just try to make them feel better. But we'll do that for family. But why not do that for our volunteers? And it changes the whole thing. Yeah, from them changes going from everything. Feeling sad that they missed out or maybe guilty to appreciated and loved. That's great. It's a big deal. Well, I'm excited. And uh, hopefully you got some ideas and uh, that you can start implementing. Uh, if you want to talk about the club, you can go on kidmencoach.com. And uh, there is a group for the club podcast. And uh, you can jump on, ask me or Corey questions. You can tell us some of the things you do. And uh, we'd like to keep the conversation open there and uh, find out some things that you do to try to help your volunteers feel like family. But, Corey, thank you so much for being on the club. You know, there would not be a 
club podcast without Corey. He helped me set all this up and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just been so great to go from the old club, uh, to, uh, the new podcast and, uh, so many more people are downloading and we just appreciate you leaving a comment there on iTunes. Those reviews help. Those reviews make a difference. And so, uh, uh, we appreciate that, and we appreciate you. Corey, why don't you pray for all the folks that are listening, and then uh, I'll sign off. Sounds good. Lord God, we thank you so much for being a God who loves us and who cares for us, and just for the opportunity that we have to serve you and your people. Help us today to find our next step. Help us to see ways that we need to grow in care and to love those of you have entrusted with us. God, we love you so much. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Corey. And thank you for listening to the club podcast. And uh, I appreciate you. If I can help you in any way, uh, get on the Twitters, get on, uh, uh, send me an email and uh, check out Kid Men Coach. If you'd like to have a discount, just use the discount code GET10, all spelled out there. And uh, G E T. One zero, and uh, that'll get you ten percent off the one-time low membership fee on KidMenCoach.com. Well, thanks so much, and I'll see you next time on the Club Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to KidMenCoach.com and click on the Club Group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.